0: The Island Digest is a sampling of the stories in this week's Journal of the San Juans, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly, which are on newsstands now. The June 21st edition is brought to you by Orcas Center. I'm Caleb Summers. Headlines from the week of June 21st, 2023. Hats off to the class of 2023. Game night at the library is opportunity to connect. Ending Racism for a Better America. Lopez Lutheran Scholarship Committee announces winner, plus choice excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. From the Island's Sounder, Hats Off to the Class of 2023, OIHS Graduation, by Toby Cooper. The Orcas community gathered to cheer and hug and weep their way through the moment Everyone wants to get through, but no one wants to end. Graduation. On June 17th, to the familiar strains of pomp and circumstance, each of the school's three dozen seniors, smartly draped in Viking blue and white gowns and Oxford mortarboard hats, stepped through the back gym door to a visceral roar from the crowd. Before the day ended, the crowd would roar again and again. The class of 2023 has its own backstory of inclusiveness and resilience. Some in the class have been together since grade school. In fact, Principal Kyle Freeman noted before the ceremony that they have been amazingly welcome and adaptive, given what they went through with COVID. Stories were shared with the sounder anonymously, According to one parent, when the class was in sixth grade, a donor sponsored free student-designed sweatshirts for all, with a tree design showing each student's name on a limb. The donor hoped to facilitate bonding. The gifting was prescient. During their high school years, six in the class lost a parent. Some lost both parents to untimely death. More recently, another anonymous donor paid college application fees for anyone who could not afford them, greatly expanding the universe of applicants. The Orcas community's locally sourced 2023 scholarship awards totaled approximately $300,000. In his turn at the podium, class president Logan Jones spoke of COVID, which knocked out their sophomore year. It affected our output and our academic performance, he said, but the class was able to see it as another hurdle in the transition to adulthood. Salutatorian Isabella Bella Evans, on her way to Harvard in the fall, spoke movingly of being ready to leave her island home for New Horizons, but rather suddenly discovered I did not know how to say goodbye. She brought it home with a message of love. Valedictorian Rowan Antius de Groot implored her classmates on the eve of their departure to new destinations far and wide to embrace unpredictability, embrace the wild, embrace the weird, embrace the possibilities life has in store for every single one of you, and in doing so maximize the capacity to deal with uncertainty. The commencement address from Kate Long, whose very presence in the room demonstrated how the Orcas community had worked together with the school to help this class and their families overcome challenges, became a study in practical advice that all could take home and savor. All were invited to swivel their chairs toward the silver screen to enjoy the Class of 2023 slideshow, a fast-paced romp montage of goofiness, spontaneity, sound bites, both clever and embarrassing, high-fives, and slapstick, spliced together by Emily and Aaron Bennett. Embedded in the slideshow was an endearing four-photo-per-classmate sequence, toothless babyhood to 2023 senior candid, ingeniously crafted by Samuel Gailey. As each class member was summoned to the podium for their formal award, the welcoming class placed individuality on full display. Some chose the sincerity of a handshake, some worked a little street cred, and some threw it down as only a slightly wacky orcas kid who just crossed life's first big happy milestone can do. In a final display of class togetherness, the proud graduates paraded through East Sound, delighted to be behind a flashing sheriff's car rather than in front. Congratulations, Class of 2023. Game Night at the Library is Opportunity to Connect by Colleen Smith Summers. Community game nights are a chance to foster relationships, learn a new skill, and have a grand time in the process. Since early May, Orcas Island Library has hosted an evening of board game merriment every Tuesday in the community room from 6 to 9 p.m. The inaugural event drew nearly 40 people, and since then there has been a consistent group of families who partake each week. Systems librarian Woody Siskowski was inspired to launch the endeavor after beginning his new job in the spring. "'I wanted to start a program and meet people, and most of the way I've made new friends is through board games,' said Siskowski, who grew up on Orcas and recently moved back after living in Bellingham for 15 years." The program's most popular offerings are chess and a game called Cascadia, which involves building a Northwest ecosystem. While it's mostly been families who have attended, there are activities for all ages, from young kids to adults. I have been impressed with people's willingness to dive in and try to learn games that they might not have tried before and welcome new people to play with them and some of the younger kids pick up fairly complicated games quickly, Siskowski said. Between the games that I bring and what the library owns, we have a huge variety. We have a game that is going to be right for you, and if you have a game you want to bring, there will be someone who wants to play it with you. I am there to facilitate that. He plans for the program to be year-round, and is pleased with the turnout thus far. I hope it continues to grow, and we have a regular group of folks who meet up and make connections with people, Siskowski said. There are a ton of interesting board games out here. If the last game you played was shoots and Ladders, there are thousands out there that will be a lot more interesting. From the Journal of the San Juan Islands Ending Racism for a Better America by Heather Spalding. Since the murder of George Floyd in 2020, the Civil Conversations Project has been working to create and inspire conversations on racism in America. Islanders will have a chance to participate in one of those thought-provoking discussions July 6th when executive director and founder, Wayne Hare, and board member Tiatira Thompson hosts a Civil Conversations Project workshop in partnership with the San Juan Island National Historic Park Service. The event takes place at the Grange from 5.30 to 8 p.m. There has been a good response, Hare said. I think we have been pretty skilled at meeting people where they are at. Occasionally, bosses tell employees to attend, and they don't really want to be there. Other times, people self-invite, but in either case, he hopes attendees gained insight into racism in America and the myriad of ways it impacts the country. We recognize that all of the problems the country faces are interconnected, and many share a nucleus of mistrust for others, Hare wrote in a letter about CCP. For example, climate change. Climate change needs to involve environmental justice and vice versa. White Americans breathe 17% less pollution than they create. Black Americans breathe 56% more. That gives a whole other perspective to the slogan, I can't breathe. Hare was on the board of the High Country News and wrote a series called the Civil Conversation Series. After George Floyd's murder by Minnesota police, Civil Conversations Project was launched. I used to be race neutral, Hare's bio states on the Civil Conversations Project, explaining he grew up in a very white town and attended a very white school in New Hampshire. He became a Marine and fought in Vietnam, and one of his most poignant memories was the celebrations of his fellow white Marines when the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King was murdered. One might think from my bio that I am patriotic, and I suppose I am, Hare said, but more to the point, he sees and is proud of what this country could be, and quotes Dr. King, saying, All we say to America is to be true to what you said on paper. Thompson, caretaker of the San Juan Preservation Trust's Vendovi Island, became a board member of the Civil Conversations Project after receiving an email inviting him to become involved. Hare and Thompson connected, leading Thompson to eventually join the board. My motivation is the rich history of all Americans, he explained so much of which gets erased, glossed over, or incorrect when it comes to people of color. I was told, for example, that Vendovi Island was named after a cannibal chief, Thompson said. After doing research, he discovered more to the story. Rather than being a murderer or cannibal, Roe Vendovi was a renowned warrior chief who those who lived in the Delta knew not to cross according to the Fiji Sun. Viendovi spent the last two years of his life captive aboard an explorer's ship. Juneteenth is another example. Many only learned of Juneteenth when it was designated as a federal holiday in 2021. However, Juneteenth has been celebrated since 1865, when the last enslaved people in the Confederacy destroyed that racist institution. The end of slavery was the result of long years of hard work, including thousands of hours of conversation about racism and its impact on the nation. SJI National Park Superintendent Alexis Freedy attended one of the conversations two years ago and has become close with Hare ever since. The goal for the park, Freedy explained, is to diversify the workforce and inclusion of those who have been underserved. We don't talk about race and diversity as much as we could or should, Freedy said. I would like the park to be a supporter of this kind of dialogue. It matters to me as superintendent. Freedy and her staff worked with the Coast Salish Nations over the last several years to include their art and stories in a revamped American camp exhibit. When responding to questions about other types of racism against indigenous peoples, for example— Hare noted that he only speaks as the black man that he is, using the experience he has had and seen. Hare acknowledged that people can become overwhelmed looking at overall bigotry and not know where to begin. If we can tackle anti-black and anti-Native American hate, the rest will come easy, Hare said. There is a space limit of 75 people. And those interested should register online. Learn more about the Civil Conversations Project at www.thecivilconversationsproject.org. It is encouraged that attendees watch the documentary The Thirteenth prior to the event. Directed by Eva Duverne, this film delves into the country's history with racial inequality driving the high rate of incarceration. The Thirteenth is available on Netflix. We strive for a stronger America, Hare said. Without racism, democracy will work better for everyone. From the Island's Weekly, Lopez Lutheran Scholarship Committee announces winner. Congratulations to our graduating high school seniors. This is a time of big change for the island's students who are finishing their educational experiences with us. For more than 25 years, Lopez Lutherans have provided scholarships to help Lopez graduates pursue their further educational goals at schools far and wide. This year, our scholarship was awarded to a student who you may not have heard about at the Lopez High School graduation ceremony. Morgan Limbach graduated from Lopez in 2022 and decided to take a gap year to raise some money and solidify her plans for further education. She reports that she's felt incredibly blessed to have lived independently on Lopez over the last year as she prepared for her next adventure. Working at several island jobs piqued her interest in business management. That focus will augment her studies in psychology and philosophy, and those studies will begin shortly. In September, Morgan will be flying to Dublin, Ireland to begin her studies at Maynooth University. Maynooth University has 15,000 students and is the highest rated of Ireland's four national universities, In accepting Morgan's application, Maynuth awarded her a $2,000 international scholarship that Lopez Lutherans will match. We share Morgan's forthright enthusiasm in anticipation of her studies abroad and look forward to hearing of her successes and experiences in the future. And now, a few choice excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. On June 7th, a Friday Harbor resident reported missing her 10-foot Walker Bay dinghy from the port of Friday Harbor. The dinghy was tied up at the dinghy dock and was last seen around April 23rd. The vessel is white with dark gray seats with a dark gray pontoon kit and a 10-horsepower motor. April? If it's been unattended since April, has anyone suggested checking underwater? On June 9th, A Lopez deputy and Lopez EMS responded when a truck experiencing brake problems failed to negotiate a corner and crashed into a tree. An excavator came to retrieve the truck, but the excavator lost balance and flipped on its side while attempting to lift the truck. No one was injured. On June 11th, a deputy on Orcas responded to an unwanted person at a local resort. The person was trespassed from the location and provided a courtesy ride to the ferry landing. Which is to say, be kind to your resort staff, or we'll ask you to leave the island. A deputy was dispatched to a possible assault on San Juan. The reporting party later stated that the incident was kids playing and that no assault took place. On June 12th, A Lopez resident called to suggest a nearby dog killed their chicken. The circumstances did not support the accusation. And this concludes the June 21st edition of the Island Digest. This edition is brought to you by Orcas Center. Orcas Center is your place for fun and intrigue this summer with live concerts, performances, art openings, and more. Be sure to check out the upcoming schedule for the free concert in the Park series every Sunday this summer. Visit www.orcuscenter.org for more information. Thank you for listening to the Island Digest, a small sampling of what's in your local print newspapers this week. The Journal, Sounder, and Weekly rely upon advertising, subscriptions, and donations to support our mission of high quality community journalism. To contribute, visit our websites or email publisher Colleen Smith Summers at csmith at soundpublishing.com. Thanks for tuning in, and come back next week for more local news from San Juan County, Washington. I'm Caleb Summers.